is Sports Best, broadcasting to you fake live and direct on the internet, on the reposted podcast network. He is Andrew Keller and wants it to be known that he hates Little League World Series players. I am Larry Olson, and I just love when little people are throwing around the old hardball. Oh, do we have a smorgasbord of sports to talk about today? Hello, hater. Hello. Can you give us a five-second or two-player recap on your spite draft? Listen. How many people did you not draft from the Cowboys? I, I think z- you went and you got Cam Newton. Who else did you get? Zero Cowboys. Once again, out of spite. None Cowboys. You know, I had. You know, they scheduled this fantasy draft, whatever, whatever. And my son had a soccer practice. I'm literally on this freezing field in San Francisco at seven o'clock at night on my phone drafting. When I had all these notes, by the way, intern Kirk's notes, usually like a hundred pages in a pound notebook. When I sent him a comment, he didn't get back to me. So I know it was at least a hundred pages, a hundred pages notebook. That's gross. <laughs> Stop it. See football. Um, I know that you think the college football season started last weekend, but that's technically college football weekend zero. Mm-hmm. First week of college football is officially off and running this week. So, I feel like we need to set or set the scene for the college football season, you know, because of the NCAA, um, the COVIDs, the NCAA let some people return for another year. So there's technically like a sixth year senior out there playing college football this year. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much that person really matters. I think the, oh, uh, okay. I mean, maybe for alignment, it's, it's nice that they get another year of eligibility, but the all-stars are the people that we're going to, track on this show are not going to be the super super seniors as far as i'm i'm concerned i think tracking other things in college football are going to come up more well once again i'm all in on the super seniors but uh you can be a hater that's fine Uh, of course the big boys are out there for the college football season top five would be like alabama oklahoma clemson and ohio state i want to put you on the spot if you had to go with your gut right now who wins the college football national championship i'm gonna go with clemson you are i'll go with uh youth Youth in the coaching is younger than Saban. So I'll give him that. I mean, it, it's kind of a coin toss with, with, with those teams. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how the, um, the pay-to-play, that's not what it's yeah. called, but the fact that they're going to get paid. There's people that are speculating that maybe there's going to be some locker room strife because QB1 is going to get some kind of endorsement and the uh, the tight end isn't going to be getting the same amount of money. I don't buy into that. I think you're going to ride the wave of your QB1 and maybe like, hey, let me get in your Instagram feed and then see if you can siphon it. Like if people are savvy enough, they're going to take advantage of this. And I don't see strife coming from this. But uh, would you be upset if we were in a locker room together and I made $3 more than you did? Well, it's interesting to say that because the Ohio State has the thought, like the number one uh, player in the year, he's a freshman quarterback. And you just mm-hmm. signed like a million dollar endorsement NIL deal. So imagine you're the sixth year lineman grinding and you've been married, you got kids and you're making nothing. You're to play college football. And here comes this hotshot 18 year old who gets a million dollar deal. I think you took a pretty big leap between well, the six year lineman that's married with kids. Come on, man. Haven't you seen the blind side? Well, I, I, I don't know if, if that's it. Also, another thing to track is uh, it's more in the future, but what's going to happen with the future of college football? I'm, I'm doubling down on the NCAA is finished. Um, our conferences are starting to shift like the tectonic plates, and who knows what's going to happen. But I think in the next five years, we're going to have a completely different landscape in college football. As West Coast fans, for both of us, here's what I'm tracking this year. I really would like to see a Pac-12 school not poop all over 
themselves and have a good year. I feel like it's like USC, Oregon, UCLA, maybe not the Buffaloes. But I mean, I've, I'm really hoping it would be like since 2016, no Pac-12 school's been in uh, the college football playoff. Are you tracking any Pac-12 games this weekend? I mean, UCLA, LSU. That's a big UCLA does something that's going to mean a lot, but uh, I don't know. LSU could be off their balance a little bit from the hurricane. They, I know they had to evacuate school. They were doing distance learning. So we'll see what happens. It's funny because like they're saying maybe USC's in the mix, but also that their coach is on the hot seat. Like if Clay Helton doesn't win a USC, by the way, Jim Harbaugh in Michigan, like if he loses, is he going to get fired? Yeah, what's the measure for success? If if he he wins his conference but loses to Ohio State, is he still out? Like that's the kind of crazy that uh, those types of programs think it's their birthright to win a national championship, and uh, they have not been relevant today. As we record this, or maybe it was yesterday, is the anniversary of Appalachian State beating Michigan, the first one double A team to beat a ranked team. And uh, shout out to not friend of the show, Greg Vandenbosch, but they have not been relevant since they have not. Just, been as, just as a point of information, um, like some of the top names that could win the Heisman trophy, if you're not going to pay attention this year, Spentler Rather is the quarterback at Oklahoma. Bryce Young is the quarterback at Alabama, by the way, new one, DJ Ugalele, new quarterback at Clemson, JT Daniels at Georgia. They're mostly quarterbacks. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that's a nice list of quarterbacks. And one quarterback who I don't think is going to win the Lombardi Trophy Uh is Dak Prescott. Yes. Oh, I can't wait. You're going to talk about our conference, too. I love it. So this has turned into a segment of me hating on the Cowboys. They're still still my NFL team, but I, I don't know. This peak behind the curtain for me has not been great because it's been a lack of a peak behind the curtain. I have this theory that Jerry Jones is not allowing them to follow storylines of people who are not going to make the team. Like the, the interesting part of the show is to me, the people that are on the bubble and the emotion that goes with it. Isaac Alacron from Mexico. He's a lineman who's they were portraying is on the bubble, but their last preseason game, he was a captain for the offense. Like, I don't, I think he's, he's probably going to make it, make it, one that like they kind of showed maybe might not is a uh, defensive lineman Azor Kamara from the Ivory Coast. Uh, that was posted today that he did make it. I mean, he is on the final roster. Like, what do we really? It, it it's just a puff piece for the Cowboys. One thing that I, that stood out to me in the whole episode was, oh, we haven't seen Jerry Jones. But then flash the credits. Jerry Jones gets his little puff piece in where they're flipping the coin for the Jerry Bowl and. He's like winking at people and he's the grossest man alive. Dude, that was my favorite part is him talking about Whataburger. He like literally went crazy. He said like he would eat a Whataburger if it was sitting on the counter untouched for an hour and a half. He would eat a Whataburger. Yeah, that feels like cross promotion to me. Jerry Jones is a very good businessman. Um, I think he probably Whataburger like everything that they do is sponsored. I did see this funny. I don't know if it was on YouTube or whatever, but someone did. Uh, I ate Warren Buffett's diet for a month and I felt terrible. I feel like if I ate like Jerry Jones, I would, uh, I would feel awful. He's, uh, he's defying science at this point. Well, this is the only thing I would say about that. The first, like if I was a gazillionaire, I would eat only the, I would also eat Whataburger, but I would really mainly eat the finest foods in the world, but he just eats Whataburger. I would just pay someone to tell me what to eat and when that, well, there's that option as well. <laughs> 
Well, is this the last um, recap you're doing? Are we done with? No, the... there's there's one episode next oh, week nice, that is nice. supposed to be about uh, who's getting cut, but I don't think I don't think anyone's going to get cut. I think it's just going to be another story about Jerry Jones built this great practice facility in Frisco, Texas. Good on him. Well, of course we got the Cowboys, but the big story in the NFL this week was that teams had to get down to 53 for their rosters, official players in the team, which means they had to cut a bunch of people. Jaguars coach Urban Meyer got into some trouble when he said that he's taking a player's vaccination status into consideration for the final roster cuts on the surface of this, like, eh. but then, you know, everybody's like, why do you can't do that? Do you care? I mean, I do care. I, I think that the NFL's player NFL players union put this out. Like it's a, it's a little thing that you can hang your hat on where if you want to file a complaint about someone getting cut, like you can you can maybe pin it to that. But of course it has something to do with it. But basically the fact that they wrote it down means that I'm not going to say it. Like they uh, cut Cam Newton from New England and said it had nothing to do with his vaccination status. I mean, if he was good enough, they would have kept him. But like that sure played into it. Do you want a backup that's more likely to test positive and have to, and also if you're unvaccinated, the, the protocol means you have to sit out longer. So I, I think it's just Urban Meyer let his tongue slip a little bit. Maybe it's like, of course it plays in, but don't say it. You can't prove why you cut someone. It's such a subjective thing. I didn't put this in the rundown, but since we're on the vaccination topic, the NBA came out this week and said, if you're not vaccinated in San Francisco and New York, where it's required local governments, you cannot play in those games. So NBA oh. players have to be visiting players can home teams cannot. So if you're a member of the Warriors, you can't play. But if you're like visiting, you can. Yeah, I mean, that that's fine. I, I still go back. I say this every once in a while, but it's like you're it's not your right to play in a league. Like if they have certain requirements, then you don't have to play in it. That's fine. Like it's not your right to make 40 million dollars a year as a basketball player. I mean, that's a little ridiculous. Three million dollars. Like, don't do it. If you don't, if you do if if your health is a concern to you or whatever is more important to you than playing a sport, that's fine. You don't have to play it. There's other things you can do. So that's my position on that. Don't do it. Don't do it. Well, I found that the best way to get rid of a nickname you don't like is to not engage in it. Just don't do it. Makes like, sense. Uh, like if you nickname yourself and no one engages in it, it doesn't take off. That's just like the that's way a it shot. goes. I feel like that's a shot, but go on. Well, PGA has come out and said they are going to kick people out who start yelling Brooksy during uh, at Bryson DeChambeau. So people have started doing it. It happened in a practice round. So people just to taunt him because they're they're curating, getting up their quote rivals. And uh, he goes on to say, whoever's calling me Brooksy needs to get out of here. As you can imagine, it's escalated since then. But uh, that kind of begs the question, what sports are you allowed to yell at? I would say during play, I would say not golf, not tennis, but everything else. So, okay, real quick. So if you yell during a swing, they're going to kick you out. So which way they do normally. But if you just like yell this when he's not swinging, you're going to get kicked out. That's kind of what it sounds like. It's, it's moving towards they're taunting it. Like that that's silly to me. That's what they came out and said is like, if you're, if you're yelling Brooksy at him, you'll get kicked out. But what if you're yelling Bryson, I love you. Like, are you going to get kicked out for that? It's the same action. This is what I was thinking. What if 
if you yelled Brook to see, like we put a little like Brook to see, like, and then you're like, wait a minute, I didn't say Brook to see, I said Brook to see. Yeah, you bring your uh, <laughs> like speech pathologist with you to under, exactly. to explain the differences and what's being said. I think that <laughs> yeah. would probably that carries water to me. Yeah. Are there any the, other sports besides tennis that you can't yell during during the uh, during play? Well, like 49 like football games you can yell all the time. Right. NBA games you like there's yeah, there I mean, yeah, you're right. I don't I mean, but golf is kind of like a different thing. It's got its etiquette. Tennis, tennis, can you do tennis when someone's serving? I don't think so. I think there's some etiquette involved and maybe a little bit unwritten, but tennis Yeah, tennis has those unwritten rules. Like we talked about earlier in the week the uh Stephanos, he got he got in trouble with Andy Murray for taking a long break, and I guess he did it again in his most recent match, and he got booed by the fans, and he's like, hey, man, I didn't do anything wrong. Like, I'm playing within the confines of the rules. Uh, so I'm kind of with him. Like, you have this structure to work within. Uh, someone else said he's not doing anything wrong. The rule is wrong. So maybe his actions and all this coverage is going to cause or uh, implement a rule change. But I'm saying play within the rules. Like you're, you want your CPA to work within the rules of the tax code and benefit you the most it can. And if taking a break within the confines of the tennis rules gives you an edge, go ahead and do it. I mean, he's playing good tennis. Well, the once again, the idea, the part of the problem was that he was started getting booed because he's right. leaving these tennis matches, which he's completely allowed to do. But if you're in New York and you're almost taunting New Yorkers, they're going to start booing you. And he started to finish. like, why are they booing me? Why? What? what? Of course, because you're leaving in the middle. It's your right to do so. But you're leaving in your New York. Of course, they're going to boo you, bro. Yeah, it's his right to do so. I'm on his side, but I am being like, don't be so surprised. Like, this is something that's been going on. Well, the one thing that I will say, though, is they're saying another tennis player came out this week and say that he's going to the bathroom, calling his coach and coming back. And the strategy is completely different. By the way, you can go to the bathroom to change or go to the bathroom, but you can't go and call and use your phone, which some people are accusing Tipsis of doing. Yeah, that's that's not within the rules. You can't get coached during the game. So get out of here, Tipsis. Can you take a number three? Is that OK in the rules? Yeah, as long as you come back within the allotted amount of time, which isn't written down. The allotted amount of time isn't written down. So I feel like I should be consistent when I care about the rules. And uh, moving to the Paralympics in Tokyo oh. 2020, Ooh. Malaysian athlete Mohamed Zayed Zolkefi, anyway, he won the gold medal for shot put. And after further review, they have decided that they are going to take it away from him because he was three minutes late to the event. I am 100% on board with this. He has trained his entire life to get to this point. Show up on time. If you show up three minutes after they shoot the gun for the 100-yard dash, you're not going to win. There's, there's like It's not, hey, show up whenever you want. There's got to be a line drawn in the sand. They did it. I don't think there's any reason to be like, oh, it's okay. They actually let him compete because, like, if there's a valid reason, we'll get it. They determined there was not a valid reason. I feel like you are taking the opposite stance on this. My grandma's getting old. Why don't you go and shoot her, too, you cold, heartless bastard? Jeez, I, have, I have plans to beat up little league players. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was interesting in that he shows up late. They let him compete. They're like, you have a valid excuse. We'll let you have the gold medal. 
They said no. So then they give it to, I mean, once again, though, the, at the heart of this, what I say is like, he knows he won. Whether he got the gold medal or not, he trained and he won the thing. I hope that Muhammad goes, you know what? All I really needed to do is compete and I won. Maybe that's good enough. Maybe. I, I don't know how I would feel as a silver medalist to be yeah. like, hey, can you give this silver back or can give you a gold <laughs> bill? I know I'm not the best, but uh, I'll take it in the payout. I mean, I'm all for following the rules. Just be on time. That's not that hard to do, I don't think. Hey, guy in a wheelchair that's been paralyzed your whole life. Sorry, you suck. You got to be here earlier. Thank you. Love no, you, it's, Andy it's not an earlier thing there. We did a story during the <laughs> other Olympics where someone was going to be late and pay. It was the Jamaican sprinter. He borrowed money to take a taxi. Like people were going to, I mean, I guess it's chaotic, but uh, show up. I don't, well, if I you mean, think you're going to be there 15 minutes early, show up to be an hour early. But what, what do you, I, you know, I hate to burst your bubble about your Jamaican guy got a cab, but he didn't have to put a freaking wheelchair in a cab and get off the curb in a wheelchair. Bro, it takes, I mean, you think they, they give a little grace to people that have had to deal with these things the rest of their life. Sure, but at what point do you say, hey, show up any point today and and have a shot put through and you're fine? <laughs> like, there, there's there's got to be a line, and they they drew it. And so three minutes uh, is the line, and three minutes is that, you know what, you're three minutes late, you son of a bitch, guy in a wheelchair, you're out. No, <laughs> show up on time. It's, <laughs> it's not that hard. Just... You have nothing else going on in Tokyo. Tokyo doesn't have anything for you. Everything's closed down. Show up and sit there and wait. That's that's yeah. all. I, yeah. Yeah. Mark Davis looks like a clown. <laughs> what? He's building a Death Star. How does he look like a clown? I don't think that's he's a clown. building a Death Star, which is kind of cool. He's building this house in Henderson. It's a fifteen thousand square foot house with. The thing that stood out to me the most is a 5,400-square-foot garage. That's so big. That's so big. Anyway, it looks like a mini version of their stadium in uh, in Las Vegas. It's silver and black. Mark Davis, you're uber rich. You're building this $15 million house, and it looks like someone put a salad bowl on your head and cut your bangs. You look ridiculous. Pay someone to dress you. That's That's my take on this. I love that you're a stickler for three minutes late, but a dude can't have a bad haircut. Like, I love your rules. Well, he's clearly concerned <laughs> with his image. So he wants to be look ridiculous. He wants to be a good host out into the peoples in Las Vegas. You know what? I give Jerry Jones a hard time for being so vain, but maybe Mark Davis could take a page out of the Jerry Jones book and care a little bit more. It's just ridiculous. It's, it's silly. It's silly. 20 years from now, we'll be doing a story that this 15,000-square-foot house is getting torn down because no one wants to buy that Death Star. That's that's silly. Hey, that's what they do in Vegas. Just tear it down, baby. Build a new one. Build Just a new. Just build, baby. Just build, build it baby. fresh. If you would like to have someone come to your house and tell you the rules, Andrew Keller would love to tell you. If you're in a wheelchair or you got to take a leak in the fifth set of your tennis game, just reach out to Andrew Keller. He'll come and read you the rules. And I'll show up three minutes early. I'm the dude that will upgrade for you. This has been Sports Fitness. We'll see you next time.